Go ahead and you can be seated if you can. I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen, but I can tell you this much. Uh, well, let me put it this way. I don't know how he's going to do it. I know what's going to happen because he's come to set the captive free. And he's come to reposition you. To, to, to get you, you know, God has been preparing you, but not for where you are. He is preparing you for where he's leading you. And he's getting you equipped and ready that you might go to a place that you've not been to yet so that you can do some things that you've not done yet, so that you can touch some lives that have not been reached yet, so that you can see things that your eye couldn't see, hear things that your ear couldn't hear, and experience things that even your heart couldn't comprehend. Things that you couldn't imagine, God is able to do exceeding abundantly above and beyond anything that you could ask or imagine. He wants to go beyond your imagination. The enemy wants you to live your life manipulated, controlled, paralyzed, living by memory. And so everything, every new option, every, every knock on the door, uh, you know, we're, we're looking backwards. We're, 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 we're being moved through life by memory, but God's wanting us to shift and to begin to live by imagination and begin to see what he was seeing when before the foundations of the earth that he made his selection and picked you out of the word himself. And there's a word in you, there's a gift. In, I said, there's a gift in you. There's a gift in, in you that needs to be stirred up in, instead of calm down. See, and we live in a society, and, and you might be thinking, well, I, you know, dude, I just wanted, you know, like free coffee. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't know exactly what I got myself into now. Uh, but, but, but futures hang in the balance today. And by future, I don't mean five years down the road. I'm talking about 50 minutes from now. You know, when we leave the, rock, the locker room and take the playing field, and are we going to demonstrate Satan's defeat or are we going to repeat what we have been experiencing in the past and settling for a life that's not exactly what we, in our, in, in our inner being, what we know that God intended when he picked us before the foundations of the world. I mean, what do you do when you find that you are not doing all that you know you could do, should do, and you are experiencing less than the, the life that you know was intended for you. What do you do? Well, you stop doing all the things you've been doing that have prevented you from doing the things that you're not doing so that you can do the thing that you know that you were meant to do. See, a lot of times we look at our life and we look at our situation and, and, and whatever arena we're in, finances, uh, relationship, uh, health, uh, whatever it is, and we look at the decisions that we've made and we all determine that based upon the decisions that we've made, obviously it's our decisions that have led us to the place that we're at and we can't change our decisions, so I guess we're stuck. No, no, no. you got to look back and what were the decisions you didn't make that would have taken you to a different place and get the guts to start making the ones that you didn't have the courage to make before. Have the courage to make the financial decisions. See, some of you guys, like, like when, when it comes time, and I know what you're gonna say, well, here they come, they're talking about money. No, it's just funny that, that we wimp out when it comes to money. And that's one of the little things. 
you know, you cannot consistently perform a task that's inconsistent with your character. So you struggle with all the church wants is my money. No, man, all the church is trying to do is get you to your future. And, and, and the reality is, is that we struggle with little things and, and then we get comfortable. And see, when you become comfortable, then when God opens the door to something new, there's a level of discomfort in the new thing. And so you retreat back to the old thing because it's easier on you. And, and you, you, you get comfortable settling for the old because, well, in the old, here's the deal. Here's what's going to happen this week is God's going to open doors that will allow you to be in a position that you've never been in before, but you'll have to think differently than you've ever thought before in order to sustain that new position. Okay? And, but if you're not careful, you'll retreat back because you'd rather stay back and be king of the mountain where you were than to move forward and have to learn and grow and stretch and become who you've never been. Remember when they sent the spies out, and they're going in to get a promised land, land flowing with milk and honey. And they, and they sent spies out and said, go check out the land and come back and give a report. And I think the, I think the, the thought was they're going to come back and they're going to talk about how awesome this land is. And we're going to have like this pep rally. Everybody's going to get excited and we're going to go get the promises of God. And, but 10 of them came back and they said, let me tell you something. It took two of the guys to carry one cluster of grapes. That land is flowing with milk and honey. But they are stronger than we are. They're stronger than we are not able. We are not able to go to the place that God's leading us. We were as grasshoppers in their sight. Who told them that? No, that's how they perceived themselves. See, the way that you perceive you, see, if you have the wrong image of you, it'll be hard to imagine the correct imagination because you're imagining about the wrong image. And if you, if you see yourself as weak and unable, you won't go to where God's calling you because the place that God has prepared for you and the place that God is leading you and the place that God's preparing you for, it will, it will appear, it will seem as if it was designed specifically to keep you out. You go on and you're going to go take Jericho. It's a walled city. It was designed to keep you out. We're crossing to the other side. We got to get to the other side. Well, well, wait a minute. There's a sea of storms. It was designed to keep you out. You think that if God's in it, it ought to get easy. Easy, beasy, lemon squeezy. You think that if I pray a prayer, maybe get a little oil on my head. Maybe buy the right t-shirt or get a bumper sticker that suddenly God will open up doors for me. No, let me tell you when you're going to get to where God's taking you. When you get a backbone. When you decide God has gifted me. And I'm not talking about walking in a spirit of arrogance. I'm talking about walking in a spirit of confidence. That you would walk in confidence and when you have confidence, Timid people call you arrogant. No, you're not arrogant. You're confident. Why? Because, man, I, I've had a glimpse of where God's taken me. You know what the problem is with me? Is I've not just had a glimpse of where God's taken me. I've had a glimpse of where God's taken you.
He's been showing me some of the places he's going to take you. Man, it, man, this preacher's pushy. He's such a pushy preacher. You know what I'm talking about, Gilbert? He's a pushy preacher. I'll push you there if I have to. I'm going to push you and push you and push you until you get up off your blessed assurance and say, as for me and my house, we are more than able. I said, we are more than able. I said, we are more than able. We are more than able. God had a dream about the future and he saw where you fit and he started shaping you. And I know you've done some stupid stuff. We are like a small group for people who have done that. We've all done stupid stuff. Look at your neighbor and say, uh-huh. I know we've made mistakes. I know, I know there's areas in our life where we haven't operated in the spirit that is of God. We have allowed circumstances to shift us instead of operating in a spirit of boldness that would cause the circumstance to shift. We've all done it. But there's something coming right now. Man, I'm telling you, there, there, there's like an urgency in the spirit right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. Your breakthroughs right now. Right now. Second Timothy 1.6, he said, hey, uh, I'm here to remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you. I'm here today to remind you to, to stir up the gift of God which is in you. And he said, through the laying on of my hands. And, and, and you might say, well, ain't nobody laid their hands on me. Well, well, you can get the guy next to you to do it if you want. But there's a gift in you that needs to be stirred up. I said there's a gift in you that needs to be stirred up. There's a dream in you that, 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 that needs to be revealed and discovered. There's a treasure in your field. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in the field. And if you ain't found it, don't mean you lost it. It means you just haven't discovered it yet. And you need, you need to start digging and do some excavation and get that gift, get that treasure discovered so that you can begin to operate in it. Because look at verse 7. He says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. God has not given you a spirit of fear, a spirit of timidity. That spirit of timidity, he has not given that to you, but he's given you power, the ability to produce results. Love, it's not just about you. See, if, if, if we could just get this, this it's, just not, it's just not about me. It's not about you. Man, I'm just trying to win the race, just trying to win the race. You know, if you're really gonna do what God's called you to do, it's gonna be hard to win the race. It's hard to win the race because to win the race, you have to cross the line alone. And we've not been called to cross the line alone. And a sound mind, a sound mind, you have the ability, you've been given by God the ability to think at the level you need to think at the place that he's taken you. See, he's been preparing you, he's getting you ready, but there's gonna to be tough decisions. There's going to be discipline required. There's gonna be courage that is needed. There's gonna be, well, you know, the other day I walked in on the on the boys and, and uh, they had their computer up and, and uh, uh, you know, and they, they, they quickly, they hit pause. Any of you have been around your kids when they freak out when you come in and they, they're hitting pause? I'm like, hey, I need to see that. Uh, I wanna see that video. So they started playing, it's a couple of preachers. It's pouring for a preacher. 
it's in somebody else's message. And, and a guy had made a point. And he said, you know, a lot of times we're begging God for something. It's like, it's like asking God for a table. Man, I, w- I just want a table. And, and you begin to, to ask God for the table and you begin to pray for the table and you begin to seek God for the table and you begin to sow little gifts for the table and you, you, you begin to, you know, to try to picture the table and then, and then you, you up your game and you begin to cry out for the table. God, please, I just need a table. If you give me a table, I'll do anything you ask me for. Anything, I'll do anything for you, God. I'll serve you the rest of my life come hell or high water. I don't care what no way says. never recognizing that God has already given you a tree and the table is in the tree. See, because God never gives you a finished product, but he gives you the ability to produce, to unlock the potential inside that which he's given you. See, the tree is God's gift to you. The table is your gift to God as you use what God's given you and pull the potential out of that. And see, it takes the right mind and you have been given the right mind. A lot of people say, I don't have patience. Well, patience is the fruit of the Spirit. If you have the Spirit, you have patience. You just don't choose to use it. You have the ability to suffer long. You just don't want to. But you have have been given a sound mind. You've been given a spirit of love. You, you, You actually can live for others. I mentioned this last night that it's really odd to me that at this stage in my life, I'm not exactly certain why, but all of a sudden I'm thinking about grandchildren a lot. And I'm watching men in my world that I honor and look up to. I'm watching them and how that they interact with their grandchildren. And it's interesting because I can be in a room with one and, and, and his grandchildren will come into the room and suddenly it's as if I no longer exist. And we may have had a full day agenda, but when the grandkids come in, that stuff's set aside. And all of a sudden, you know, and the grandchildren come into the room and, and they, 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 go, they go up to him and, 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 and they call him Papa, which is interesting because Shelby, they're gonna call Shelby Mimi. They are not calling me Pee Pee. I'm just telling you that right now. Okay. But they, they go up and they, and, and they begin to talk to him, Papa, Papa. And, and it's almost as if he pulls out a pad and a pencil and they start describing to him what they want, when they want it, how they want it, and how long they want it for. And he's writing stuff down and he just starts making stuff happen and, and, he, and he goes on their list. And it's cute, man, it's awesome. But it won't be cute when they're 35 if they come back and have that same mindset. See, and a lot of us are treating God like he's our grandpa, not like he's our father. And we're wanting him to do all kinds of stuff for us. And we tell him when we want it, how we want it, how long we want it, where we'd like it to be located. See, a father has a little bit different intentionality. And he wants to empower you to use the gift that's in you. So you got to stir up the gift. You got to stir up the gift. I said, you got to stir up the gift. You got to stir up the gift. You got to break that spirit of timidity because you've been prepared. You have a date with destiny. Okay, you have a date with purpose. You have a date with opportunity. You have a, you have a date with, with an introduction to your future. But what the enemy wants to do is send timid to stand in front of the date. So he wants to intimidate you. Because if fear, if timidity gets in front of the date, you'll pass the date. You, you'll lose the battle and never even put up a fight. 
See, if I can intimidate you, if I can get in your head, I can win the fight and don't even need to throw a punch. Why? Because I can cause you to move. You'll, you'll define progress as moving backward slowly. If I can intimidate you and keep you from doing what you need to do. And the enemy, if he can intimidate you, he will prevent the date that you have with your future. And the urgency in the spirit is that your future is going to be when you're leaving this building. See, God didn't just reach you to reach you, but he reached you to reach through you. And there's something coming up. I'm telling you, man, I'm just prophesying right now that there are things coming this week that you have got to break the timidity off of your life and begin to operate in a spirit of boldness because it's, it, lives hang in the balance. Your future is determined by whether or not you embrace what God's about to do in your life or whether you resist and back away. See, you can't think like you used to think or you'll end up in a place you weren't meant to be. trying to determine how deep I want to go. Some of your guys' family relationship, the health of your family depends on whether or not you're going to stand up and be the man God's called you to be, sir. And the man God's called you to be is so radically different from the man that you have been. It's not that you're not a good man, it's just that you're not good at being a man. And God wants you to rise up Come be the man he's called you to be. He wants to disclose the image that he imagined. Just close your eyes for a minute. Before I ever spoke. Before I spoke a word, you were singing over me. You've been so, so good to me. Before mm -hmm. I took a breath, you breathed your life in me. You've been so, so kind to me. No, the overwhelming never. Oh, it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves and I deny. I couldn't earn it, I don't deserve it, still you give yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love. God life is not experienced by lottery. It's experienced by levels. And to go to a next level, it's like promotion day or graduation. When you move from the first grade to the second grade, the second grade to the third grade, the third grade to the fourth grade. Before, before you can be elevated, before you can be promoted, you have to be tested to ensure that you are equipped to sustain and to operate with the information that's going to be new that's coming your way. You have to have a grasp of, of the current reality so that you can move into the next level of life. 
This is graduation Sunday. God wants to bring you to a new level in your life. And he was, man, you know, I, I don't know what to do. Before you had anything going on, he was singing over you. Man, he knows who you are. He knows where you are. But he also knows where he's taking you. And so you have to have the ability to just put your trust in God. And not to lean to your understanding. But in all your ways, you begin to acknowledge Him. Is your, are the steps that you're taking in life, are those actually the acknowledgement of God or are those the justification of where you live? See, because if, you're, if, if your ways are acknowledging God, then people can look at your life and immediately determine He's walking with God because He wouldn't be where He's at without Him. But regardless of where we are, he can get us to where we're going. Because he's been so, so good to me. So kind to me. I just want you to bow your head for just a moment. Timidity has gripped you. Fear has kept you. It paralyzed at moments. You've even justified it. You've even uh, uh, qualified it. You, you have uh, re-identified it. You, you, you know, well, this is just the way things are meant to be. But yet there's something on the inside of you that, uh, that uh, maybe your heart rate's up a couple notches right now because you know that God is taking you from where you are and he's opened a door for you to elevate to a new position in life. And you are willing today to demonstrate Satan's defeat and you're willing to break the power of timidity in your life. You're ready to come be bold, to come be strong, to come be courageous to come be the person that God's called you to become and even though it you, you, this might just be a step you have to begin in order to continue because you can't continue until you begin so you know that today is a new day you know that today is the birthing place of a future based on imagination not the repeat of a past that you're gonna label as your future and you're sitting here and you go okay God I'm ready I'm ready for a, for, for a brand new life. Let the new life begin. Let the new life begin. I'm, I'm ready to, to, to experience the power, the love, and the sound mind. And I'm willing to stir up the gift. I'm willing, God, to be who you've called me to be. Right where you are. Right where you are today. I just go, I just am praying for you. But right where you are, say, okay, I'm breaking timidity. I want you to stand up on your feet right where you are and say, okay, today's my day. I'm, I need a new thing. I need a new vision. I need a new imagination. I need, I need newness in my life. I'm not intimidated. I'm not scared. I recognize that there's going to be a thousand reasons why I shouldn't move forward, but I'm moving. I'm getting it on and moving forward today. Just stand up right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we just declare over every person who is on their feet in this building right now that the power of God that has the ability to remove burdens, destroy yokes, God, that power, let it be released into each and every man, woman, boy, and girl in this place. And we break the spirit of timidity. Depression, you have have no power here. God, I magnify you. Sickness, you're bowing your knee right now at the name above every other name. Fear, be gone in Jesus' name. Fear, be gone in Jesus' name. Somebody shout, I'm free. My God, somebody get free for a minute. Get free for a minute. Oh, the overwhelming never Hallelujah. Oh, it changes me. 
Come on. Praise him like a new guy. Celebrate your freedom today. I said celebrate your freedom today. Come on, break that spirit of timidity in your life. Break it. Break it. Break it. Come on, break it. This is your moment. Hey. Hey. I'm free. You might as well sit down for a minute. I'm going to tell you something. Well, you know, I was raised Episcopalian. I don't think all of this is necessary. See, one of the reasons that we almost can't help it is that we have been touched by the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. You know, I know God's not nervous. And I, I, I know that all of this, to be honest with you, he, He's not uh, insecure. I'm giving this to God, but I'm not actually doing this for God. The Bible talks about a sacrifice of praise. The word sacrifice means to kill something with a purpose. And when you begin to worship and praise God, it, it's, it's, uh, it's a sacrifice of praise because you're killing flesh to elevate your perspective of God. And I just want to challenge you with this thought that if, if you're uncomfortable in a church like this, worshiping God like this, the chances are of you having boldness outside these doors probably fairly slim that's what I said and I man, I, I just want to challenge this for a minute because you know uh, if you can't see your bondage you'll never know your freedom you know Jesus told believers that if they continued in his word, they'd be his disciples and the knowledge of the truth would make them free. And they responded by saying, well, do you understand who you're talking to? We've never been in bondage. And they were in bondage to that very, very moment. See, I, I just want to challenge your uh, definition of your personal freedom and 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 and, and whether you're operating free from timidity or not because it's it's that important today the, the, and, and you know and I, dude I really don't necessarily want to see you running across and jumping and leaping through the air with streamers in your hair I, that's not what I'm after 
but in your spirit, man, in your inner. See, because what, what happens is, is if, you, if you get comfortable, if you, if you retreat back instead of pressing forward, the, the, uh, you know, there, there's, there's some benefits to being in an uncomfortable place. See, because if you can get yourself into an uncomfortable place, it'll force you to develop an inner strength that a comfortable place doesn't require. If you can move yourself into an uncomfortable position, your self-confidence will elevate because what you thought you couldn't handle, you'll learn, yes, you can. If you can get yourself to an uncomfortable place in your, in, in your you mean serving God should be an, yes, it should be an uncomfortable place. Jesus said that the, that the gate is narrow and the way is difficult that leads to God life. So it's not gonna be comfortable that's called heaven. And if you haven't noticed, you ain't there yet. You see, comfortability puts creativity to sleep. Because you don't have to be creative to live in, in, in that which you know real well. And if the enemy can convince you that, that you don't have a, I, I'm fine, I'm good where I am. No, see, here's what you need to do. You need to take immediate action and demonstrate the fact that, that no, I, I have broken timidity in my life. I'm breaking timidity. I, I'm not gonna be a timid giver. I'm not gonna be a timid praiser. I'm not gonna be a timid uh, uh, attender. I, 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 I'm, I'm not gonna be timid in making decisions that are going to take me deeper in my relationship with God. I'm gonna stop living like people who make me feel good about myself and begin to position myself around people who make me grow. See, I don't think that you should build your relationship. You're, you want friends that make you feel good, and we want you to have friends that'll cause you to grow. Okay, how about, how about we go for more wisdom, less foolishness in our life? See, because we have begun a new life, and as you continue to move forward, it, 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 you will become, but you gotta make sure that you're continuing towards what you are called to become. And, and, and so it, it means that you have, to, you have to look, man. You have to look and you have to, okay, if, if, if we're going to, you know, if, how do I put this? If we're going to climb the mountain, then we need, to, we need to be like hooked up to mountain climbers. Not people who have come up with 107 reasons why you don't need to climb. And you, you know what you're going to find? You're going to find it's really interesting that when you decide to come out of depression, that people have been identifying you as depressed for so long, it's going to be difficult for them. So you need people who will not only introduce you to a future, but who will assist you in embracing it. Because it's not going to be comfortable. It's not going to be comfortable. But it is going to be rewarding. I said it is going to be rewarding. So you just simply look at your life. Look at the decisions that you wouldn't make in your finances. What were the decisions that you, you didn't have the strength to make? I'm telling you that you are more than able. You are more than able to get yourself out of debt and reposition financially. In your relationships, you are more than able to love your spouse. You are more than able. You are more than able. You are more than able. Well, every time, every time that they, that, that, you know, promotion comes up, quit, quit living scared. Some of you guys, you could have promotion, but you won't even go in for the interview.
Why? Because you already convinced yourself that, well, they're against me. You know, you, you could be having breakthrough in, in a lot of areas of your life, but you won't move, you won't transition, you won't shift. God has a future. And He is, he is going to introduce you to it. And I think you ought to get excited. I th- I, man, I'm telling you, I think you ought to get excited. He, he's going he's gonna to put you with new people. He's going to put you with new opportunities. He's going to put you with, with, with new effectiveness. But you need to say goodbye to some old things. You're just going to have to. You're just going to have to say goodbye to some old stuff. Well, I want to carry that with me. You know, you know when you're climbing a mountain, they give you stuff to, uh, 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 like if you're going to go climb Rainier or Mount Hood, you, you know, it's best if you take a class and you begin to prepare, you begin to train, and they give you all kinds of equipment that will help you get up the mountain. But you will reach a place on your journey that, the, that everything that they gave you, they make you set down and leave behind because you can't go to the summit with some of that stuff. You have to set it down. There's some things in your life that you're going to have to set down. And God's not prying it out of your hand. You have to set it down. And don't be timid about it. Just make a decision. I'm going to be who God's called me to be. And I'm going to do what God's called me to do. I want you to close your eyes and bow your head for just a minute. And some of you here, here and we're all going to pray a prayer together. And, and, and the very first step is for you to actually surrender your life to God, to have a real, relevant relationship with Jesus Christ. And I said we're all going to pray it together, but yet some of you, you, you need to make this decision real. And I want to agree with you in prayer. So I'm going to ask you that while... Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I'm going to ask you, if you're here today and you're making a decision to serve Jesus, you're breaking out of timidity. You've been actually afraid to really live for God. You've called it all kinds of other things, but the fact is is that you're afraid of what you're going to lose, but you need to be excited about what you're going to gain. For whatever reason that you haven't been serving Him, let's change that today. This is our first change. This is our first step believing in our heart and confessing with our mouth and and if you're here today and say Tom I'm making this prayer my prayer I'm getting real with God because I need God to be real with me if that's you while no one's looking around I just want to agree to hold your hand up really high just lift it up real high right now thank you 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 that's awesome come on somebody this is awesome just keep your head bowed for a minute Because there's there's more. Now just make the decision today. This day is gonna be the day that I got out from under this rock. I'm ready for life waiting on you. Just hold your hand up real high. I know you're still here. Thank you. 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 It's awesome. He's, he's going to guide you to a future. It's going to be amazing. Now I want everybody in here to just pray this. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. 
I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you every day of my life. I'm starting today. I will have victory. I will have joy. I will have vision. God, you are awesome. And I thank you for saving me. I thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, give him one more hand. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I, I, I just want to point out one or two little things before I turn it back over to the other guys. On your way out today, I hope you look across there and you see on the wall the pictures. Uh, we have nearly 50 people that have been baptized this year here. That's a clap moment. That's an awesome thing. And, uh, uh, and what we want to do is, is just cover the walls with more photos. Uh, you know, uh, you know I, I'm just thinking that, man, wouldn't it be awesome if at the end of the year we had 300 faces or more up there on the walls? So what I need you to do is keep inviting people who need Jesus to come to church with you because when we have church, people get saved and then the, and, and they begin their new life. And if they're going to continue that new life, then they're going to be baptized just like Jesus did. And, and if you've not yet been baptized, I want you to just plan on it first Wednesday first Wednesday we're going to have a celebration night you know and we're going to be baptizing people and, and and maybe you were baptized as a baby or something well why don't you be baptized as an adult and, and maybe you were baptized into a church why don't you be baptized into Christ and and, uh, and just come and, and go public with your faith and show the world uh, that, that what God's doing on the inside is your gift is God's gift to you and your gift to him is going to be showing on the outside you know, that you're connecting to what God's doing on the inside, right? And get baptized and just continue to grow and just continue to become all that God's called you to be, guys. Man, I'm believing God for some amazing things and, and, and what he's been showing me about our future together, I'm telling you something. Get ready. This is going to be an amazing week. I said this is going to be an amazing week, huh? Come on, let's celebrate one more time.